Live from the dormant Mount Liam Wiga volcano, this is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 289. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Tom. Liam Yuga. Liam Yuga. Is that what you said? Liam Yuga? No. Nope. My computer says you pronounced it incorrectly. Your computer's wrong. This is Cash. This is Scott. This is Mark. This is Albert. This is Becca. This is Stan. Liam Yuga. We're wasting recording, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the next part is in red. It's all you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been a while since uh, we had a Cash's correction, but last week we were talking about the HSH uh, Prince Rainier of Monaco. And HSH, we have found out since then, means His Serene Highness. So uh, that's a rather interesting thing. So our shout out to uh, HSH, His Serene Highness, Prince Rainier of Monaco. Is and, totally cool and, and laid and, back, Highness. Yeah. And her serene Highness, Princess Stephanie. Yeah, I know they're big listeners of the podcast. Shout out to you. Send us your 10 bucks and we'll make you a lifetime members. Well, apparently we still get mail. And Cash got something from eBay. Oh, dear, what's this going to do? Dear Stampin' Stuff, as of January 11th, 2021, listing in the sp- Sports trading cards, collectible card games, and non-sports trading cards categories are no longer required to offer remorse returns to qualify for the top-rated plus 10% final value fee discount. While your listings may qualify for the top-rated plus rating and discount at this time, the top-rated plus seal will not apply to the listing in search results. To qualify for the badge, you are required to offer at least 30-day returns. Yeah, this is an interesting thing that uh, eBay is doing. They have their remorse returns where, and we were talking about this just the other day. You know, a person gets his stamp and says, you know, I really just don't like this stamp. I, 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 I changed my mind. I don't want it. And they send it back. And uh, we were saying, yeah, if somebody did that to me, I'd block them. So here they're saying that we have to give that as an option. And I'm going, oh, this is ridiculous. This is, <laughs> this, this is going to suck. Bear in mind that purchases in this category will still qualify for the eBay money back guarantee. This means you may still receive, and we may ask you to resolve, return requests for items that arrive damaged, missing parts or pieces, or arrive or otherwise arrive at your customer not as described in your listing. Learn more about the returns process. That's totally well, fair. I have no problem with that. Exactly. If it's not as described. Yeah. But 
gosh, you know. And I, they consider if it's visible in the picture, it's described. Oh, well, there was an interesting one the other day uh, from a good friend of the show. Um, he It showed an APS cert. And APS, in this was an old APS cert. So they emboss the photograph that they glued to the piece of paper, the old way they did it. Okay? I mean, today we print the picture directly onto the piece of paper. But back then they took a photograph and then they... Well, we did that back in the day too. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of them did. All of us did. Everybody did. Well, the hitches on this one is they embossed it over like the, the right edge of the stamp. And so you couldn't see the perforations because the waviness of the embossing sort of, you know, distorted the picture. And the person bought it based on the picture. And then he got it, and there was a big, huge pulled perf on the side that you couldn't see because the embossing of the lettering went over it. So the guy only showed the certificate? He didn't show the stamp itself? Uh, here's where uh, the guy, uh, he, like, he totally blew it because there was a picture of the stamp. It was like three or four pictures later. Ah. They showed the picture of the cert, the close-up of the picture of the cert, then the back of the stamp, then the front of the stamp. So he bought it off, you know, like the main couple pictures. And uh, so he returned it. And this is like this sort of thing is, you know, if it's misdescribed, well, was it misdescribed? So I said, you know, if he doesn't want to refund you, you know, he has a pretty good claim here. This right here, it doesn't matter. They go, you know, I uh, changed my mind. It's Tuesday. I want it on Monday. It's Tuesday. I don't want it anymore here. Take it back. So, but that's only for people who are top rated plus. Yeah, but you want to be top if, rated. If you just plus. want to be normal dealer guy, you don't have to follow that. <clears throat> yeah. Because if you're going to be top rated plus, the money back guarantee thing really doesn't even come into play. Oh yeah. Because well, you're just you just going to oh, no. Yeah. Well, there was another fellow who uh, came in, and he was talking about, oh my god, this is my last of my thirty days to return this item. And I'm sitting here going, well, first of all, why did it take you 30 days? Second of all, you know, if somebody calls me up like 35 days later, it's like, fine, send it back. You know, I'm, this is my business. You know, I'm not going to hold anybody. But there is this 30-day thing, too. So, I bought a Canadian stamp one time on eBay, and I got it. And I'm like, mm, this looks awfully reperforated at the top. So I brought it in, and I gave it to Scott. And Scott took a look at it. He says, yep, you're right. 100%. I'll absolutely call it. I'm like, okay. Re email the guy, say, hey, I'm returning the stamp. It's reperforated at the top. Guy goes, okay. Yeah. So I gave him my money back, everything. He gets the stamp, and like a week and a half or two weeks later, I get an email going, hey, I remember you returned this stamp, but I forget why you said. And I said, because <laughs> it's reperforated at the top, in my opinion. I, he, I didn't tell him who I was or who I work for. And he goes, well, okay, no problem, but I don't think you're right. So I'm going to relist it. I'm like, okay, it's, it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, just people who are selling on eBay, be aware of this, because today it refers to top-rated sellers. Tomorrow it will refer to everybody guaranteed. Are you considered a top-rated seller? Oh, yeah. I am, and I only sell about two items a week. 
Yeah. And that's being not a every top, week either. Being a top-rated seller just kind of is meaningless. If you're not a top-rated seller, you're not trying. You're, you're doing something wrong. Well, off the subject, um, Scott, you uh, you have something to share. I do. Today, uh, last week, I got my USA Philatelic in the mail, which is the Postal Service's Basically, it's their catalog for the next couple of months for stamps that are for sale, uh, old issues, upcoming new issues, things like that. And uh, Lynn's landed on my desk two days ago, and I'm looking at the front page of Lynn's, and it says, Imperforate Press Sheets are back. I'm like, wow. So I look at the USA filter because I just sidelined the, the catalog. Oh, I'll look at it later. So I pull it out, and sure enough, on the first page is the love stamp issued without die cuts. And so that was late last night, and I figured, well, I'll just wait till the morning to call because the next issue, we talked about August Wilson a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's actually being issued today, the day we're recording it. this. And uh, th- since it's being issued today, that's also being issued without die cuts on the press sheet. And uh, so I figured I'd wait till today and call, and I would order both issues with the no die cuts press sheet because that's I, I kind of like adding those to my collection. And uh, I called up and I tried to order the love stamp, which was issued two weeks ago, and I was told that they're sold out. There were very few available, which sounds to me like they probably only had maybe fifty or a hundred, maybe as many as one hundred and fifty available. But apparently they sold out within a day or two of going on sale. And since today was the first day of issue for the August Wilson, I was able to actually order one. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking from now on, I'm calling on the day of issue for these things because you cannot pre-order the without die cuts press sheets. You actually, you can't order any press sheets, uh, pre-order any press sheets now. Uh, there's a note in the in the Postal Service catalog to that effect. Um, and I think part of the reason for that is that uh, they had some large buyers buy out the entire uh, runs of these as pre-order um, back in the day to kind of corner the market on them. They did that for the uh, Civil War, the yeah, fourth the, Civil War. The, the fifth one. Or sorry, the fifth Civil War. The last War one. Yeah. Which is why the last one will cost you a hundred plus hundred or hundred and fifty bucks for a sheet. And that's, I mean, a pain out of the sheet, not the full press sheet. How many sheets you're allowed to buy on the day of issue? Uh, that they didn't tell me, and there was no note in the catalog. I didn't ask, but um, I would suppose they probably put a limit of uh, five or something, five or less on it. I would think. At least it would make sense that they would do that for at least a couple of days. Otherwise, somebody's going to call up early and order the whole run. Yeah. But they are. Totally exp- I mean, you are paying face value. Um, the the love stamp was a a press sheet of six panes, which means it was eighty eight dollars. Yep. For the uh, for no, that's is that yeah, it's eight panes. Eight panes, six eight panes. No, eight nope. panes at eleven bucks a pane. Oh, okay. So it's it's uh, eighty eight bucks a sheet, and if you're going to order a hundred sheets, yeah. That it gets quite expensive. Yeah, but if you can pull, like I said, the uh, fifth uh, Civil War issue, you sell one pane and you paid for the whole thing. Well, that's what 
that's they want what, to avoid. The, yeah. yeah. And uh, so it, it's really frustrating when, you know, you're collecting a series like the Civil War series. There's five sheets, and you get to the last one, and... You can't get it. You it's, can't get yeah. it because this major dealer bought the entire thing pre-order, and he bought out the entire issue. And maybe maybe a handful of collectors got one, but everybody else got frozen out of the frozen out of it and had to buy them from that dealer. Yeah. And he and he just right off the bat marked them at a hundred or hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, I remember they were a hundred and sixty five dollars and I'm going, How the hell do you get a hundred and sixty five what the hell? You know, I can order these, and I called up, and of course I couldn't order them, and nobody had them, and he was the only one. And yeah, you know, a couple people who got them, you know, they scored because this other guy soaked them all up, hoovered them out of the market. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's the scoop. The um, the the no die cut uh, press sheets are back, and I was flipping through the catalog, and there's at least three or four of the early. January, February commemorative issues. And apparently this is only going to be for commemoratives. They're not going to do any of the definitives. Like they did the um, the express mail and priority mail stamps previously. Apparently they're not going to do that. They did the Arizona. I got one of those. Yeah. They only pre- they made 100 sheets of three panes. And so I got one sheet of them. And it was expensive. Well, yeah, because the face value was... I think it was like 300 bucks for it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, now... Arizona stamp. Yeah, I got the Arizona Imperf. The Imperf Arizona stamp. So uh, I got one too. I I don't think I got two. I think I only got one. But because um, they were expensive, and uh, I cut mine up. But anyway, uh, yeah. So if you, if you're interested in the imperforate stuff, um, I don't collect the entire press sheet. I like to just save a pain. So I do cut mine into panes, and um, you know if anybody's interested in helping defray my costs and would like a imperfect pain, I'd be more than willing to consider selling one or two, or well, in this case, five. five. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but the imperfect press sheets are back, and I, I I'm assuming that just like the others. They will now be listed with minor letters for the imperf pairs, yep. or the imperf singles actually, since uh, since they're it's considered an issued sheet, they list them as singles, not pairs. But I would always collect it as a pair if I were to well cut depend, up the sheet. Depends on how the uh, album companies decide to make their sheets. Well, that'll drive the price. But uh, it depends on how collectors want to collect it. Yeah. You know, if the album company puts it in a format that the that the collectors, you know, the collectors want one format and the album makers do a different format, who's to say which is going to win out? The album makers. I am. I, I, I can say it. <laughs> well, they eventually might. But, um, you know, if, if you do a, a larger multiple, I think... Uh, Financially, it'll be a, uh, more of a winner because, you know, everybody will have cut up everything, and then you'll come out with this, hey, I have a whole sheet, <laughs> or something like that. and then, uh, Well, we will see what happens. We'll see. But I'm happy they're back. I just have to be very attentive to issue dates now. Yeah. 
Well, moving on to some history. Today in 1524, Sir Thomas Warner founded the first English colony in the Caribbean on the island of St. Kitts. St. Kitts and Nevis is a dual island nation situated on the Atlantic Ocean and Caribbean Sea with two islands separated by a two-mile channel known as the Narrows. The country is part of the Leeward Islands archipelago in the Lesser Antilles and is located 1,300 miles southeast of Miami. It's known for cloud-shrouded mountains and beaches. Many of its former sugar plantations are now inns or atmospheric ruins. The larger of the two islands, St. Kitts, is dominated by the dormant Mount Liamuiga volcano. Liamuiga. Home to Crater Lake, green vervet monkeys, and rainforested rainforest crisscrossed with hiking trails, the country has two capitals. Basaterra, which is the capital of the Confederation of the Two Nations, and Charlestown, which is the capital of Nevis. The country- oh, that's interesting. So it... It actually is two countries or two, two groups. I don't understand. Saint Kitts and Nevis. So it's got it's a confederation of countries, and it's got one capital of that confederation, but then Nevis has its own capital as well. Oh, okay. I know, like South Africa has several capitals. It does. Remember, these two islands used to be independent. Of each other. Mm-hmm. Well, all of our states have capitals, and then we have Washington. Ugh. Politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's politics, but I do recall that uh, no. Nevis had its own stamps, and then St. Kipps Nevis had a joint issue, and that was uh, during George V, I believe it was. Well, actually, St. Kitts was originally St. Christopher, and they did have their own yes, stamps exactly, as well. exactly, exactly. That's where, yeah. The country's population, as of 2019, was slightly over 50,000. The primary language spoken in St. Kitts and Nevis is English, with, in, with its inhabitants having a 98% literacy rate. The country uses the East Caribbean dollar as its currency. Nevis issued its first stamp, a depiction of the seal of the country, in 1861. St. Kitts followed with a stamp under the name of St. Christopher, the official name of the island, in 1870. There we go. We win. Between 1890 and 1903, St. Kitts and Nevis used the stamps of the Leeward Islands. Between 1903 and 1952, it used stamps from St. Kitts and Nevis. Adding Anguilla to its stamps in 1952. Since 1980, the two islands have issued separate stamps. Oh, hold on. So they got together and then they broke apart again? Mm-hmm. Oh. Some stamps that St. Kitts has released may appeal to collectors of space topicals. These include the Exploration of Mars stamps released in 2014, SNKN-K870. Was that the catalog they have or Is something? That, mm-hmm. Is that a Scott number? It doesn't look like a Scott's number. 870, 870A through C, 871, and 871AD. And stamps honoring Yuri Gagarin, which were also released in 2014, Scott numbers 872 and 872A through D, as well as stamps issued in July of 1999 to honor the 30th anniversary of the U.S. landing on the moon. 
you know, when they have like that A72 A through D, generally it's through one of the uh, printing mills. And uh, they uh, print, they used to print, or they still do, uh, strips of different stamps. So it would be like a strip of five. And then Scott's catalog, because they don't want to list all five, they'll put the A through D. And they'll also not even show pictures of it. They'll just call them by their names. So intergovernmental uh, printing, is that it? IGP? Uh, IPGC. IGPC? IGPC, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, it looks like that's what these are. That's like the uh, stamps we have now that are printed by several companies and like the micro printing moves around so they give them all new numbers. Uh, yeah, yeah. And speaking of space, let's not forget that today is also the 35th anniversary of the Challenger explosion. That it is. Wow. Our stamp topic today, we answer the questions on our $175,000 Franklin stamp number 594 and 596 YouTube video. They tell you never to read the comments, but we are here because we are a glutton for punishment. Daniel said, I recently inherited a pile of these, also two cent Washingtons and some really cool others, but I have no idea how to sell them. I've tried Facebook and some other platforms, but I have no idea about stamps. Can you please help me sell my collections? I'll cut you in for 10% of all the profits, and I'm not joking about having piles of them. I, I trust you because there are piles of these stamps to be had. Well, we, uh, last week we discussed the uh, 482A and the 500s, so you can go back and listen to that one. But uh, realistically, there's no way to address this. You just have to get a Scott's catalog and start searching. Anybody else have anything else to add? Remember, there are hundreds of millions of the stamps that look the same but aren't the same. So be aware of that. And you're going to have to pay somebody if you don't want to learn about stamps. You're going to have to pay somebody to figure it out for you. From Dan, wow, this must have taken a lot of work. Much appreciated, though. I love the visual prompts of the stamps being shown when you guys drop Scott numbers. As a listener and now watcher, it really helps. Thank you, Dan. Jose, hey, I have many one-cent stamps. Someone wants to see the. Someone wants to see the stamps. We got about thirty comments saying the person has one. Here's what to do. Yeah, when you get one. Um, if you watch the video, and again, the title of the video is $175,000 one cent Franklin stamp. If you go through it and it looks like you've got one, the next step is contact an expertizing company. Or you take it down to just like a stamp dealer and say, hey, how about this? But uh, realistically, it's time to find another person to... Uh, Take a look at the stamp. Who knows what they're looking at? Yeah, because nobody will buy a 594 or 596 without a certificate. Well, not will, but should. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I take it back. I have a correction. They will buy it, but they they'll, give you, they'll give you like five bucks for it. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's like buying a lottery ticket. Yeah. 
Christine says, it's nice to have the podcast in a YouTube video format now. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Master of Sense says, thank you, guys. Michelle says, I have several of the stamps that I discovered on my grandparents' obituary cards. My grandmother came to Texas in a covered wagon, and her husband died of lung cancer a few years later. He built the first Catholic church in Texas. Who should I call to look at them? They're attached to the cards. Well, what we always suggest is we give people a phone number. Nobody answers this phone. But you can text a picture of anything you want. Um, please have it be stamp Within related. Reason. Yeah, please have it be stamp related. Uh, the phone number, if you have a picture, uh, or if you want to send a picture to somebody to have them take a look at it, 714-278-5633. Again, feel free to call. I'm sure that the uh, answering machine is totally loaded with, P, uh, with uh, crank calls and stuff like that. Nobody answers it. But we do look at the pictures. So send us a picture of the cards. And it's kind of tough sometimes when they are on a card. But we can at least look at it to see if it looks like it's the right size, if it's a rotary stamp. If it looks like it's the right color, that's a big indicator is the color. Things like that. Uh, if it's on a postcard, we'll be able to look at the date, the date the cancel is, and we'll be able to determine whether or not you have a chance on it. Carrie commented, I have a stamp that I don't know if it is one of the good ones or not. Well, then watch the video again. <laughs> You're commenting to the video. Uh, PSC Postal Stamp Collections said good information. Archie said, I have Franklin's stamp. Well, they printed, I think, 3.1 billion of them. So if every person on Earth wanted one, only half the people would get one. So there are a lot of them out there. So you probably do. But it's probably not the valuable one. Frosty TV says, I have a few of these stamps, but I don't know much about stamps. Just started learning. If anyone could help me, please. That's why Bowie put the video up. Mike says, hey there. Thanks for the informative video. It appears I have a Franklin one cent stamp with no green on the back. Are there any indicators other than the ones mentioned that I can look for to confirm it's a jackpot or a bust? Like we said before and inside the video, the whole idea is that a rotary stamp will never have ink on the back from being laid on top of another sheet of stamps. So if you don't have green ink on the back, that's a great indicator. And also the color is a great indicator. If you have the correct color and no green ink on the back, it's time to look at the perforations. And if you can't figure out that because you're a stamp collector, send us a picture of it. We should be able to tell what's going on. And again, you can take it to a local stamp dealer and say, hey, can you tell me what the perf gauge on this is? Polite Mean Guy 86 says, I have a stamp that could possibly be a 594 or 596. I'm sure you hear that a lot, but this thing looks quite different next to an average Franklin stamp. They will look different. Uh, so that's why, you know, we always say, send us a picture. A picture can get a lot of answers very quickly. 
Kong says, I have a few stamps of Franklin one cent. Yeah, let, let's go ahead and find ones that are interesting. <laughs> You're the one who put it in the script, sir. Yeah, I, ju- I just cut and pasted it in. Thank you. Well, I mean, like the next one. Tango Mucho You're a a helper. (laughs) (laughs) Wide Awake says, I found a pile of stamps in my attic, a lot in books unused, and a lot in envelopes, and tons on postcards. The ones on postcards were stuck in old postcard books, found a lot of late 1800s and early 1900s stamps on backs. Nice postcards, some a bit... Nice postcards, some bit so great... But the stamps on back is what I want to start learning. But some of the postcards are worth money. I do not want to keep them definitely selling, but I have to learn what I have first. Excellent thing to learn what you have first. There are finds to be made. People will find 594s. They might not find 596s, but you can find 594s. You can find other varieties. This is the perfect place to start looking, but be aware that rare stamps are rare. So it does take a little bit of information. It takes a little bit of uh, knowledge. Let's see what you have. Raphael says, where would I find the template? Oh, this is the precision gauge. Uh, Scott, where can they get precision gauges? Uh, Well, you can order them online. You can find them on eBay. Various dealers will carry them, uh, stamp supply dealers, and uh, actually... Um, a lot of other dealers too. I, I was looking for one. I, I've got two or three, and I misplaced mine. Borrowed a, one from Cash for what I needed, but then I, I gave it back to him, and I'm still looking for one. I visited a friend who has a stamp store locally, and sure enough, he had like six of them <laughs> sitting in his box of supplies for sale. And I'm like, well, I think I'll take one of those. <laughs> But, yeah, so uh, look for a local stamp dealer, and if they don't have it, see if they can order it or look for it online. This is the uh, and transparent plastic. And, and, and Stan, is hol- Stan, is holding, on Stan is holding one up to the camera. Hold it back up for a second. Because its full name is the Precision U.S. Specialty Multigauge. And, what and did, I found mine on eBay. And what did the, what did the gauge cost you? Uh believe they retail for roughly uh, they retail for i think sixteen dollars or fourteen dollars something like that but sometimes you can find buy uh find them for as little as eight to ten dollars and i paid 12 for mine if i'm not talking to mute you're not i heard you chuck says i have one yellow green with no perfs on the sides and one darker green that looks smaller those are coil stamps. Those are like what we were discussing last week. These came out of vending machines. And so they didn't put perforations on two of the sides so that it basically wouldn't snag in the machine. There was no purpose for it. So uh, Coil stamps are not it. Yeah, coil stamps are not it, obviously. Gold and Silver Thrift Pawn Shop says, I'm an avid listener. I could tell some stories about stamps I bought that I sold before I knew what I was doing in this field that would likely make you weep. (laughs) I know when I think about it, I feel like weeping. But as they say, tuition is a real cost of becoming an expert. Yep. And on that one, I think that uh, that is a great comment to go out on here. Thank you, Gold and Silver Thrift Pawn Shop. 
Well, thank you, everyone, for the comments. So that'll wrap us up for today. We need your help. Nothing on the Internet is free, including our phone and Internet connections. You can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our address is P.O. Box 539-309, Henderson, Nevada, 89053. You have been listening to Stamp Show Here Today, episode number 289. This was Tom. This was Cash. This was Scott. This was Mark. This was Albert. This was Becca. And this was Stan. You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.